This is the new Bronco. We've been eagerly awaiting it. Yeah. You've noticed that we're not driving it off-road. We're doing an on-road test review, mm -hmm. but we have shot a full TV episode comparing to the Wrangler off-road yep. too. Yep. But we have driven it off-road, and it's dang impressive. It really is. This feels like an open checkbook project. You know, it, it That's feels a like good way of Ford it. said, okay. we have got to make a Wrangler competitor. The Bronco has got to compete. Okay. Do what you need to do. Yeah. Because they All know right. that trucks are selling like crazy. So you make a bad truck and it sells okay right now. You make sure. a marginal SUV and you can sell a million of them. So this was a truck that they had a storied name. They knew that they wanted to compete with the Wrangler. I really feel like they said, guys, what do you need? Do it. Let's figure it out. There's two engines available. There's the lower 2.3 EcoBoost turbocharged. Yep. Makes 300 horsepower, 325 pound-feet of torque. Which is good. Which is good. It's actually better than the base model Wrangler 2 liter. It makes more mm -hmm. power. Mm -hmm. That's the engine that you get the manual transmission with. It's a yep. seven-speed manual. Yep. That is the only engine you can buy the manual with. So it's sort of like the base engine, but it mm -hmm. still has a lot of power and torque. Yeah. Then you step up to what we're in, which is the fully loaded $65,000 Sasquatch edition. It has the 2.7 liter twin turbo, mm -hmm. 315 horsepower. 400 pound-feet of torque. About 400, 410, yes. somewhere in there. It depends on you what You get a little more if you run fuel. premium. Yeah. yeah. But that's a lot. Yes. It also sounds really good. It does. It. Yeah. It actually sounds close to V8 noises. Just It makes truck noises. It That's does, all it, you need yeah, to know. It, it sounds trucky, doesn't it? Yeah. So with this engine, you've got the 10-speed automatic only for yep. this one. The only way it comes. And, the, and here's the other thing about it. Is the minute you say, I want the all-off-roady goodness 35-inch tire Sasquatch package, you're instantly in the bigger engine with right. the 10-speed. You right. cannot do that with the lower engine manual. You're upgraded, and you kind of need the power, even though... I think the lower engine, the base engine with the manual, will be a lot more fun. Yeah. You can do so much off-roading in this thing. It's so capable. But what we're looking at is what people do is spend a lot of time on-road. Yes. If you're buying one of these, yes. sure, you're probably a hardcore enthusiast and you're going to take it off-road. But maybe. Well, I think more so than, we'll say, a pickup truck owner. You're going to go off-road more than you would in a pickup. However, yeah. I also think more. that right now the Bronco is in that place where everybody's talking about it. I think a lot mm -hmm. of people are going to buy this that are not off-roaders just to see if they can want to be one of the first people that has a Bronco. I suppose so, but it, good news, it's not a poser vehicle. It's not... No, it does. It's very capable. Absolutely, but it's one of those zeitgeist cars right now where everybody's talking about it. And I sure. think people that have no use for it are going to buy one, and it'll be interesting to see what those people think a year or so in. Are you starting to become an off-roader, or do you realize mm -hmm. this is way too much truck for me? Because yeah, this is it could be. designed to be hardcore. It is, and it's large. Mm -hmm. This is fresh packaging. As you said, this is a clean sheet, and Ford has prioritized people and mechanicals mm. on the same level. Yeah. So it's yeah. not like a Hummer. We'll say, remember the Humvees where they had, you know, nine feet of mechanicals? Yes, you're way over here. <laughs> and the rest of it was center yeah. console. And, yeah. and a little tiny space for passengers. Yeah. It's not like that at all. Even though it has a pickup truck feel, which I wasn't expecting, it has a larger, taller, yes. heavier feel about it. It rides like I was a pickup. Expecting. It does like ride like a pickup. But you're right. They, they did a good job with their space, but they've got a lot of space in here. This is both wider and taller than the Wrangler. Yeah. Which is crazy because I've never thought of the Wrangler as small until I put it next to the Bronco and with the Wrangler's not that big. Yeah. And the Wrangler is big. So there's that. Of course, the 35-inch tires help the height. There is This is just so imposing. I mean, I know prior Broncos had slab siding, but this is that to the extreme. Yeah. Listen. Uh-huh. 
that's just light. It, it's not like this thing is a rocket ship, but it just moves consistently. It just has a lot of thrust. I think it's always got Good. a little more power than I expect mm-hmm. because it's got that turbo readiness about it. Yeah. And it's, of course, it's modern turbo, so it's just you know the, the wall of torque that exists for all of the RPM. So it has yeah. that. And that twin turbo is a lot of power out of this thing, and it's Good. just over 5,000 pounds. This is a heavy, yeah. heavy, huge thing. It's unexpectedly heavy. I agree with that. However... That engine, in spite of also then seeming like a small engine size for the size of this vehicle, does a really good job. Yeah, it does. Well, you're sitting up high, and I think that's going to appeal to a lot of people. And this is total old school with a lot of modernity thrown in. Mm. Because Ford had to. And when you're starting with a clean sheet, clean chassis, you know, at the beginning, you can make a lot of decisions to make it very capable like they've done. But it feels like you're sitting up high. You are. Well, especially with the 35s. (laughs) But it, it has just a bigger Bigfoot kind of feel than I was expecting. This, thank God for grab handles, because you need them. Yeah. You are ascending into this vehicle. There's no like, oh, I'm going to climb in, but no, you're just bring bring the gear. You're gonna, it's going <laughs> right. to take a minute. You and I are big guys. It's still a challenge getting in and out of this thing. Yeah. I mean, once you're in, you're comfortable. For There's sure. a lot yeah. of great space yeah. in here, and the backseat passengers are actually happy. When yep. you're sitting yep. back there, you're finally actually happy. Mm-hmm. Stylistically speaking, this seems simple, right? Just It's also enormous. Boxes upon boxes. Yes. But you look at how the surfaces are treated at their edges, mm. like the edges of the hood and where the fenders return. And on the vertical sides of the car, you can see things are leaned in where it starts to denote just a clean shoulder line. And then it grow. the greenhouse grows right up out of that. Mm-hmm. But it has a military kind of look to it. It definitely does. I am in the minority. I don't love the styling of this. But I Fair. can't deny that you notice. You do. You, you can't you help do. but go, what is that? Oh, that's the Bronco. But there's a cleanliness to it. It's sure. not extraneous. Sure. There's not yeah. a lot of over-the-top, you know, look at what we did just to yeah. make it the new yeah. Bronco. There's almost a lot of restraint in doing just clean <laughs> slab surfaces. Is restraint a, a, a code word for boring? Is that what that is? <laughs> Maybe so. Yeah, but anyway, okay. This will sell. So you've got trail sights on the tops of the fenders up here. So those are actually helpful. So spotting the corners of your vehicle, which is great. And you'll notice that the approach angles, both front and rear, it looks symmetrical. The only thing that's different is the the hood. So you'll notice the front overhang is pretty much the same as the rear overhang. Mm, mm. So it has a very particular look the Wrangler doesn't have. That's a good point. Which means it's differentiated. And in the interior... Yeah, it's a little bit plasticky. I mean, we're at $65,000, but we're not expecting a luxury car here. Well, we're also clearly something where they thought this is going to get hosed out. I mean, that's been Jeep's thing yeah. forever, and this yeah. is they were so looking at Jeep that the designers have been talking about all of the little design Easter eggs, little design flourishes that happen here and there, which Jeep has been doing on the Wrangler. It's clear that Ford said we need to do a lot of those, so those exist. And then, of course, one of the things that Jeep yep. does is it has a drainable interior, mm-hmm. so that changes your material choices. This definitely is something... <laughs> where if we get yeah. this wet, it'll be fine. It'll be just fine. Bronco and Wrangler, it's like a pissing match now. Completely. To the point that one of the things Wrangler's always been known for is you can take the doors off. So, real quick, you'll notice it's a frameless door. That's yeah. so they can roll that window down, and now the door's just this big box because Ford decided what yeah, you really needed it. to do if you take the doors off is you need to carry them with you. 
I don't know where you're getting to taking the doors off, driving to, putting the doors back on, but that's okay. You can do it with the big four-door Bronco. The four-door Bronco allows that because you can roll these down, and that makes these boxy doors you can actually fit in the back. They gave us the bags. The bags take up a shocking amount of space in the back without the doors in them. Exactly. I get the idea for the frameless doors. I understand the reasons why, Mm -hmm. but it rattles the window when you slam it, and it doesn't sound like quality. It it. Makes I just wonder me wonder, how long it, it makes me wonder about the longevity of those windows, the way they get thrown around with these doors. Yeah. I really do wonder about it. Nobody knows yet it's brand new. The other struggle that yeah. Ford's had is this hardtop. This does have the multi-piece hardtop. That's been a source of a lot of noise and a lot of creaking when people have taken them off, putting them back on. Ford's been solving that, but right now they're doing a lot of soft tops to solve it. But they are working on this. This is so many panels and so many. Each panel has four attachment points. Do yeah, the math because there's to. lots of panels here. It yeah. gets really crazy really quick, but I'm ready to drive. All right, hit it. Here's the procedure. Well, you can use the, I'm the a big handles guy. at the edges of the Yeah, you panel. can. Those are actually pretty handy. You've got good grip handles. Here. Yeah, you do. Your brakes are one of the most important components of your vehicle. When they wear out, don't just replace them, upgrade them. PowerStop is on a mission to deliver better brakes and components on every vehicle in every situation from towing to track days. We're talking about bolt-on, direct-fit parts for better braking with no modifications required. Now, every PowerStop kit comes with all the parts that you need to upgrade your brakes, including pads and rotors and even clips and fasteners. Plus, all their pads are made from a carbon fiber ceramic compound, which they've tested extensively to deliver low noise and low dust. I've got it on my 300ZX, and I can tell how little dust is on those wheels. So the next time you need brakes or simply want to upgrade, visit PowerStop.com and enter your vehicle's information into their easy-to-use brake finder. We've found kits for our SUVs, our sports cars, and even our cars of the past. Give your everyday driver the easy and affordable performance upgrade it deserves at PowerStop.com. All right, well, we're currently in two-wheel drive, but down here, just past the shifter, is the greatest of all time modes. (laughs) It goes over any terrain, but you know they're playing off that Mm -hmm, to the point where I think the family of Muhammad Ali might need to call Ford and have a little word. There there might be a conversation among lawyers, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But still, so we're in too high, and this is where you make your selections, but you've also got seven different modes when you spin the wheel, this actual, this textured ring around the panel, this... Mm-hmm. This dial here. So that's how you access, and it'll show up on your instrument oh, panel yeah. here. I was on eco mode there briefly. Oh, good. Hang that's on. What Let you me find nor- oh, see, normal I'll deal with. Yeah, okay. normal we're fine with. There's an interesting thing that's happening with this that hasn't happened in a lot of things we've driven of late. Okay. I, for one, am fully guilty of complaining about where is my space I don't fit. Mm. That's not an issue here. Yeah, it really is. This isn't. is enormous. This is the rare vehicle that I've gotten into and felt like I'm not big enough. It's so huge, I sit here and go, how on earth, (laughs) who was this built for? On the other side of the equation, it's not who is it built for, small people. It's like, what is the scale of person that walks up to this and goes, oh, that's just perfect. Because this is huge, and I'm not saying that's that's a critique at all. You can hear these big 35-inch tires sing. They do sing. There's a lot of wind noise from this top when you're going fast. I'm looking for critiques because this is going to get driven on road. It's going to get driven on road a lot. And Ford was worried about that. Ford was building on what they learned with the Raptor, Mm -hmm. which is super heavy duty off-roading. But if you think about it, the Raptor is not a rock crawler. It can, but it's not what it's for. you're right. It's It's an overlander. It's for heavy duty, high speed, desert running kind of off-roading. So Ford started with that experience because it was so successful in the F-150 chassis. And then they realized, wait a minute, people are going to take this and put it up against a Wrangler. 
Wrangler's Rock Crawl. So there's a whole other rethink that happens to the point that yep. if you look at all the variants available, the first edition is the Wild Track, which is the off-road version okay. with luxury stuff on top of it. The Baja is the high-speed desert running version. So you have to pick your version of kind of usage you're going to do. Your usage is going to be Starbucks. That's your usage <laughs> no. for most people. For, for a point. You're going to see these on the 405 yeah, in Los Angeles yeah, yeah. commuting to the middle of you know the city. It's going to happen. I just hope you then take your Bronco and realize how great it is down whatever yeah. road you pick. We how did a capable. pretty hardcore track with these, and it was yep. actually great. This and the Wrangler really do just trade punches on how good they are to drive on road and off, but this wins on road. Yeah, definitely. Well, this has the remote reservoir Bilstein shocks all the way around. Mm. And when you're following this or looking at this into a corner, you can see the lean. You can see how soft this is. Yeah. It's not designed for on-road, but it's actually decent. I wasn't convinced at first. And from a passenger riding standpoint over here, I can feel lean. You throw it in there and the whole thing just, it's really soft. But for road trips, to get to where you're going, to your skiing, to your hiking, your camping trip, whatever, this is actually really good. I can see road trips happening in this more so than I can a Wrangler. The thing about the Wrangler is it has a solid front axle. Mm-hmm. Ford yep. specifically decided to not do that here for on-road capability. Yeah. Because the yep. Wrangler, as a result, has this constant situation of micro-corrections when you're steering it. This, it turns in pretty quick and it stays pretty consistent in Even its on line. Even Yes, it does. Impressive. In spite of the, the soft suspension and the huge tires, it still is a very consistent thing to drive yep. in corners on pavement because, and it doesn't even sound like it should be a revelation, but because it has an independent front axle. Yeah. Which the Wrangler does not. But on a giant, focused, off-road truck, yep. that is a bit revelatory. Hang on. Speaking of revelatory, this thing has power. Yeah, she does. Goodbye. Yeah, see, it sounds really good. It's a good. lot, and it's a lot of power. For I something mean, once this you're heavy, moving, woo. Yeah. yeah. Now, yeah. You're, now you're moving. I'm very impressed with what Ford has done. I think that right out of the gate, they have created an absolute Wrangler alt. I don't know that it's that, wow, the Wrangler just, the Wrangler got schooled. I don't know that it's no, that. No, I agree to that. I agree to that. The Wrangler's a t- difficult target because it's existed by itself for so mm-hmm. long, and the person buying a Wrangler wants a Wrangler. Yeah. So as a yeah. result, they have really entered a market that was a little bit difficult, but I think they've really had it, a, just about as solid a hit as they could here. Well, what I see this as a bit of a market niche too, even though it does compete against the Wrangler and offers you that alt, mm-hmm. this is now more of an SUV than most SUVs have become. They've become oh, tall okay. cars. Sure. Yeah. They're Fair point. pretty weak sauce yeah. when it comes to anything off-road. This is not that, but it's not a full-size pickup, and it feels like mm. a full-size pickup. It does. It's right in between, and if you're looking for something with that feel, the ride height, capability, certainly off-roading, and with these 35s, you get almost a foot of ground clearance. <laughs> That's impressive. Now, you can put 35s on a Wrangler, too. You can put 35s on whatever, but yeah. right out of the box. As far as cost, though, Ford's asking for money. Oh, they are yeah. not giving these away. And this <laughs> no. is fully... Fully loaded at $65,000. Now, it's not hard with a Rubicon to get into the 50s. Yeah, once you get into Rubicon, yeah. But breaking sixty grand on the Wrangler is a little bit difficult to do. And this, if you actually get it probably the way you want it, which is quite similar to this, it is going to be $60,000, $65,000. That's a lot of money. At least you got a lot of truck for that. The best part about it, though, is the configuration. So you can truly build the one that you want. Yes, Two-door, four-door, any kind of trim configuration... 
30s, 32s, 33s, 35s. Pick your flavor, and you can really make it yours. The base model starts at 30 grand. Mm-hmm. We've doubled that, and it's still a Bronco. Okay, so Broncos. People are shopping Broncos. I think it's hard. Ford's got a winner. I think it's hard to go wrong. If you want one of these, get in line. They're very cool. 